0: and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today, we get to interview Melissa R. Williams. She is a CEO, entrepreneurial coach, and motivational speaker based in Dallas, Texas, who built a home-based empire with a net worth of $1.5 million, while serving as a minister and raising you won't believe it, six kids. She's a speaker, teacher, strategist, activist, manager, pastor, politician, and entrepreneur. New York Weekly has called her the superwoman of business. Her favorite titles, though, are wife and mother. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Can't wait to chat with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It is great to have you because your story is amazing. I mean, you have had some twists and turns. Your story could fill an entire book. And obviously we don't have time to read every page of this amazing journey, but we would want to hear some of the highlights. So tell us a little bit about how you got from there to here. (laughs)
1: Sure. Thank you so much. I'm flattered. I guess in a nutshell, if I had to explain or describe my journey and how I made it to where I am today, it'll just be one word that comes to mind is relentless. Just being passionate about my vision, my goals, passionate about the things that I love and just not taking no for an answer. You know, when life knocks me down, I lick my wounds and get back up and I have a saying, you know, well, I mean, it's, very common saying, actually, um, when life gives you lemons, turn it into lemonade. So every time something happens, I just say, oh, time to make the lemonade, you know, (laughs) it's just, um, I I refuse to to let life or anything else stop me from the things that I want to pursue for my life and and my journey. So, um, you know, just everything that I've ever wanted, you know, I've just fought for over the years. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for 30 years, starting out at around eight or nine years old, babysitting my little cousins. And from there, I became, got into cosmetics and worked for Fashion Fair a little while. Avon, Mary Kay, um, then went into doing freelance work. That was still in high school, you know, I was around 18 or 19 years old. And then from there, just Serial entrepreneurship and from people looking on the outside would think, oh, this girl is not stable. She jumps from one thing to another. But I was actually juggling multiple things. I, I've never stopped doing any of the businesses that I have pursued over the years. You know, the last 30 years It's just being passionate about seeing them through to the end, seeing them evolve and grow and be great. And that's where I am today with them.
0: And isn't it great that entrepreneurship can sometimes start so young? Like you see a kid or you know, you're like whenever I pass, speaking of lemonade, right? If I pass a lemonade stand and I see some industrious little kids there behind the lemonade stand selling their wares, I salute them. I stop. I buy lemonade even if if I'm trying to cut out sugar and I don't want to drink it. I'll buy it and just take it with me to support them because it is such a a thing that people can be born with. And I love encouraging it in others. And I love your story, how you started, you're like, Hey, I can babysit some kids. I can make some money. Hey, I can sell some makeup. I can, you know, I can have, I can be an entrepreneur. I can be out there building a business. And I just think that's great. What do you do today? So we can compare that's where you started. And then tell us like a week in the life of Melissa
1: today. From the outside looking in, like I mentioned, it doesn't look pretty. You know, my life would seem very chaotic to most people because in addition to I still run about seven businesses, just as I did as a kid. I have um, two trucking companies. I have an event planning firm. I have a real estate company. And so um, those are the the four biggies that are they're really um I devote most of my time to. And then again, having six children and all of my children have my same energy and spirit. So when I'm not working the businesses and and traveling to keep those up and running, I'm going to a football game, going to a basketball game, going to a soccer game. (laughs) My oldest daughter, she, uh, lives out in LA. She acts and models. So I'm playing stylist to her and helping her manage her and book events. And so it's like a week in my life is very busy. Um, like I said, it can seem very chaotic, but very rewarding. And I, I enjoy it tremendously, but it's definitely something that I wouldn't, sh- you know, sh- turn anyone away from my lifestyle or, or pursuing it, but it's definitely not for the week at heart. <laughs> I'll say that you have to be cool, being uncomfortable, and um, being flexible and not being very secure. Cause like I said, my weeks include a lot of travel and just a lot of motion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, being an entrepreneur gives us, I think a lot of variety in what we do. And one of the beauty, beautiful things, one of the beauties of being an entrepreneur is that every day might hold something completely different from the, the last, you know, and we can also change what we do from time to time. Where do you think your business and, uh, Your own journey as an entrepreneur is going from here. What do you envision in the next one or two years that's something you're excited about and building towards that will take you in a trajectory that you've been planning?
1: Definitely. Well, what I want to do is come so much from the hands-on. I do a lot of coaching now. And um, kind of my goal in the next year or two is to just have four or five large coaching clients. And then the day-to-day of the other businesses is just completely delegated. I don't want anything. And it's funny, I even joke now with it when I get an email or something, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want it. <laughs> I'm not going to deal, you know, I don't want to deal with the day-to-day anymore. You know, talk to the manager, talk to this person, talk to that person. Because I um, I am wanting to kind of scale back now and just kind of be more, what's the word I want? I guess, focused and masterful. Like they say, you can be a jack of all trades and a master of none. And so I just wanna really pursue just honing in on the coaching business and making that flourish and just be dedicated to that for a little while. That's
0: exciting. And then in your journey that you've had so far, was there something that proved to be a huge challenge for you that you were able to overcome or that really kind of tested you as an entrepreneur? And how did you get through that?
1: Honestly, entrepreneurship has been really good to me. Like I said, I've enjoyed the journey. It's definitely, like I said, it's it's been tough, but just the the tough part has just been mental stuff, family stuff. It hasn't been entrepreneurship itself. The biggest obstacle, honestly, was family. Unfortunately, with my immediate family, I'll say I I definitely had support, but with extended family, my (laughs) in-laws, they kind of feel like, They're very traditional minded, I'll say. And so it was really tough over the years being a mom of six and a wife in a traditional setting. And I'm traveling and working and building businesses. And they're like, why don't you stay home? And, you know, your husband makes enough that you can stay at home and you don't have to be doing all of this. Your kids are suffering, you know, just the judgment. And the thinking and the projections from other people, that's been like the toughest part of the journey is just having to be courageous and say, I'm an adult. You don't speak for my life. Sorry, you feel that way. I apologize that you don't understand what I'm doing here, but I'm not taking no for an answer. And your opinion is not going to dictate the direction that I move in. And so like I said, honestly, that's just that's really been the toughest part. Just just being bold and courageous and relentless when it comes to my goals and my vision.
0: You took a stand. I mean, you said, "Look, don't judge me or dictate how I should be a mother or a wife or, you know, a, f- a family." This and that makes sense to me because I think as parents too, it's really hard. I mean, the mommy guilt, the daddy guilt, like that's all very real. We have to decide how we can be the best person holistically for our kids because yes, of course, spending 24/7 just focused on the kids, just being in that parental role, there would be benefits to that. But then again, wouldn't our kids in a way suffer by not seeing their parent spread their wings and fly and build a business and build a legacy for the family? This isn't something that doesn't benefit the kids too, to be out there as an entrepreneur. I only have one kid and I can't, I so I can't really relate to what additional uh, sort of scheduling conflicts and how much juggling you'd have to do if you have six kids. But I'm sure it's considerably more than what I have to do for my one. And that already feels overwhelming at times. So what do you do? What What's your secret sauce for staying balanced and finding ways to do it all and to be there for the kids, but also for your business? Do you have any favorite software or techniques or hacks Any tips on ways that we can all just utilize our own time better um, to maximize our work-life balance?
1: Awesome question. Well, you know, I honestly, I don't strive for balance. I call it harmony. You think about with a song or or some music, all the instruments are doing something different. All they're different people playing the instruments, but it comes together and it just makes this beautiful masterpiece. And so that's kind of how I look at my life. I'm not striving for balance. I just want everything to come together, whatever shape, whatever size, whatever color, whatever magnitude, and just make a beautiful masterpiece. And so that's what I suggest to people is to stop striving for the quote unquote balance that it's kind of the same thing as pursuing the American dream. It's one of those things that can seem out of reach for a lot of people. And you find yourself focusing so much on trying to attain that visual when it's not even real for most people. And so that's how balance is for me. I'm like with a family of eight, how can you be balanced? (laughs) You know, everybody has their own thing, their own personalities, their own feelings, their own desires. Like I said, to most people, it, it would look chaotic, but for us, it's, it's very harmonious. And, uh, so it just, what, what works for me is just to be on a schedule and be, um, just common sense things, uh, stay organized. If you can find help and resources, definitely utilize them, hire a great team. Don't be afraid to, um, that was something else that I had to get over is that the mommy guilt comes for just asking for help. Sometimes, you know, if you have a, a maid or a cook or a nanny, it's kind of like, Oh, excuse me. You know, like, Oh, she's just think she's <laughs> big stuff. But, um, You can afford it and you need it. Don't be afraid or don't worry about the judgments you may face by, you know, soliciting that help and using those resources. And so those are the kind of things that just work for me. Just having help, utilizing my resources, syncing calendars with everybody in the family, making sure we are all on the same page and um, scheduling things, of course, as far out as we can so that we can all, you know, make the necessary adjustments.
0: I know, what did we do before calendars that could be synced, right? (laughs) Could you imagine if we were all still dealing with paper planners and I don't know, post-it notes? Uh, So I I love-
1: Like a very recent shift. I mean, I, I was still dealing with paper planners and calendars probably, I would say, maybe five years ago, seven right. years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm there with you. And and I think that makes the biggest, even just having recurring things that pop up automatically on your calendar is so great. It's such an, yeah. a time saver for sure. I'm a big lover right now of meeting invites where you put something on your calendar and it says add invitees or, you know, whatever calendar system you're using, maybe add attendees, whatever it is. And you add people's email address. It populates right from your email. You don't even have to memorize people's emails. And then you hit send an invite and all of a sudden it shows up on everybody's calendar. It's it's a nice... It's a nice thing we have available right now. So tell us a little bit, what project are you promoting right now? What can we get the word out about that you've got going on that we can talk about on the show?
1: Well, definitely my coaching business. Like I said, um, a lot of people... I've had a lot of questions over the years and a lot of people just asking, how do you do it? You know, your businesses are successful. Your children are successful. It looks like you're able to juggle all these things and nothing is being left behind or left by the wayside. And so that kind of prompted the coaching business. And I'm really passionate about helping people in that way and getting it to grow and just really help other, especially women, to understand that they can have it all. They can definitely pursue their dreams and still be a mommy, still be a wife. Still, um, you know, not let go of their spiritual obligations or whatever it is in that direction that, you know, society tells you you can't do. (laughs) Just like I said, pursuing the the coaching business and helping others, women to understand and and work on their goals and their visions.
0: And give us a case study. What is somebody that has gone through your coaching? Obviously, you can't use names. um, So maybe just in an anonymous way. Uh, give us a use case or a, a case study of someone that has come through your coaching and has seen some transformation.
1: Sure. One of the most memorable was actually a man. And I guess that might be one of the reasons why it stood out for me is because we like to think, and I I also like the fact that you included the daddy guilt when you mentioned um, what you did, because we do like to think sometimes that it's only the moms that deal with the pressure of parenting and trying to juggle, you know, home life and work life. But it's definitely something that spans across gender roles. So I did have a A fellow that um, was facing that friction in his relationship where his girlfriend wanted him to focus more on her and and not as much on his businesses and those endeavors outside of the house. And so we were just able to come up with a plan for him that allowed him to still devote the time that he wanted to devote to his um, business processes and still be able to devote the time that he can at home. Because that's one thing too, is that, you know, I hear people a lot say, oh, we all have the same 24 hours. And so I I think the problem that a lot of people face is knowing what to do with those 24 hours and how. And so that's probably the the biggest thing in my coaching program is to help you to see how you can maximize your time, maximize your day, what things that you're doing that you feel like you have to, but are really a complete waste of time and things like that.
0: And so what's one common thing that you see people... Sort of doing wrong what is something that is maybe eight times out of ten the first piece of advice that you give one of your clients would be this thing because it's so common out there or you know tell me if you see no pattern at all but sometimes a coach will keep seeing the same thing pop up over and over and over again and it may even be an easy fix
1: probably if i had to pick it is the household duty duties that is probably the most common thing that i see people stressing over and it's like you know it's my oh i have to do laundry and i have to do dishes and i have to do this and i have to do that and it's like we don't believe that we can delegate that out or that you know in a lot of cases that we can afford to delegate it out but those duties take up so much of a day and so much time the meal prep the cooking the cleaning The ironing, the washing, you know, it's like literally there's there's nothing left. And so to just help people to understand that you're not less of a person if you're you're getting help. That's the biggie is that, you know, a lot of people are, are buried because they're trying to do it all.
0: Right. Yeah. And this past year was especially hard for anybody that had kids. If their school district went to kind of a mandatory distance learning, they call it or homeschool, because for a lot of working families, It was really tough for the schools to all of a sudden say, look, you've got to now be teacher on top of everything else that's on your plate and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, make sure the kid logs into their Zoom and monitor and supervise and help. And it just added one more role to people's plates, because if you're already working a job or starting a business and maintaining a household, like you said, we don't give enough credit as a society to the homemakers. If you're a homemaker, it's not that you don't have a job. It's that you have that job and it really, I mean, think about it. We hire people to run kitchens. We hire people to clean because it's a job. It really is. And so for someone to take that on in their own household, it's a lot more work than they might be getting credit for. And it's also something we need to realize. Like you said, it's a ton of work and it's a lot of time. And you can sometimes hire somebody to do that same work and actually Make a profit on it because when you free up one of your own hours, you might make more with that white space in your calendar than you spend on, you know, hiring someone to pick up your laundry and take it, you know, a laundry service, maybe ordering Uber Eats to get dropped off instead of cooking that night because you have this great project you're working on. I'm all for it. So I love that you help people let go of that feeling that they have to do it all, not just out in their work, but also at home
1: exactly and it's so um funny that i don't know where as a society we got the thinking that homemaker is easy i think maybe uh maybe i might be showing my age but <laughs> i think maybe you know the the visuals of the Bundys on Mary with children or something where she sat there and, and ate bonbons and watched soap operas all day i think that that's kind of what initiated that narrative <laughs> but it's being a homemaker is harder to me than being a working mom because there's no breaks. There's no lunch hour. There's no, um, assistant. It's all on you. Um, it's no vacation time, no PTO, no sick leave. So being a homemaker is the hardest job in the world in my eyes.
0: It really is. So hats off to all the homemakers out there. We'll give them a moment of, uh, a little bit of a hat tip and a nod because yes, it is a difficult job, but Mm. you know, it's, it's also, we're not going to outsource everything, right? We're not going to outsource the time we do spend with our families. A lot of it, we do want to be efficient as we can so that we do get to spend as much time with family as we can. So how do people get in touch with you? How do they follow you? What's the best way for somebody to connect with you if they're interested in your coaching or want to just learn more about you and hear about what you do?
1: Well, sure. uh, My website will probably be the best place. It's uh, melissarwilliams.com. And there, of course, you can read my bio. You can see my calendar where I'll I'll be speaking or any engagements I'm participating in, as well as booking coaching sessions online there. Additionally, um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram as the Speaker Teacher, on Twitter as Speaker Teacher One. So those are probably the top social media sites that I actually do something with.
0: Well, that's great. So everybody connect with Melissa. She's a wealth of information, a very inspiring figure. And I am so honored to have had you on the show today. Thank you so much for giving us your time. I know your time is extremely valuable and it's been great chatting with you. And I hope to have you back on again someday soon.
1: Likewise. Thank you so much for having me again.